Hey everybody, and welcome to Nerds in Cars talking about cards. This is Park Cofield. John Sexton. Justin Duffy. Kirisak Dallin. And we are in a 2014 Toyota Prius in downtown Chicago. Headed to Oak Park to check out the Frank Lloyd Wright home and studio and walk around and see some buildings. Piper, the dog, is also with us, and today we thought we would talk about signatures. Signatures on Magic the Gathering cards. What do we think about them? Do they uh, increase the value, decrease the value, memorable stories about signatures, and uh, everything else about ink on these cards that we love? Yeah. Sounds good. Where should we start? John. John, value also, like depleted, or not depleted, um, reduced value because, like, reduced or increased value uh, because of signatures. Like, a, a Chris Rush signed Forest is worth fucking money now, whereas, you know, 15 years ago it was probably. Considered just, damage. Yeah, just yeah. signed Forest. So. Yeah, so I, I, that's an interesting years. topic. Like, Clenet has a, Clenet from the SoCal Deep Spawners has a Rush forest uh, a rush lotus sketch on a forest yeah and those things go for for several hundred dollars now which is which is really interesting so you know i i personally don't have a lot of signed cards i don't generally buy signed cards um because i i would prefer to like if i had a signed card i prefer to get it signed myself um, so the the one case where i did get some cards signed recently and they were um Hmm? Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, one case I did get some cards signed recently. They're personally um, meaningful for me. Was I got my playset of Underworld Dreams signed by Julie Barrow, and uh, that card has always been one of my favorite cards in all of Magic. Um, and uh, I still have my playset from a long time ago. Uh, always try to build around it, and you know, real, just really enjoy that card. I like the artwork and, and everything. So um, I guess Julie doesn't come out to sign very much. And so uh, one of the events that I went to a year or so ago in um, Tacoma, it was the Puget Sound Battleground, first time they did that event, and she was there. So that was a case where I felt like I wanted to have my card signed um, by her in that moment, and then that was a special thing for me. So now, you know, those cards are elevated in value as far as I'm concerned because I have a personal memory attached to them. Um, Other cards I've had signed in the past, like I've just acquired signed cards, you know, they don't hold as much meaning for me. And so unless I had it signed myself, I generally prefer to do unsigned cards. Um, As far as the value goes, it's just, uh, the the fact is that it can be harder to sell signed cards. Um, so if it's something that's not special to you or, um, that you had done yourself for a personal thing, I think, you know, if you have a signature on a card, you have to expect that just kind of in the general marketplace, it does decrease the value because some people consider it inked. Some people consider it damaged. Um, you know, other people don't consider it to be that. Like if you sell a card to ABU or buy a card from ABU, uh, they don't they don't factor that in. So if like, if it's otherwise near mint, they consider it near mint. Um, so that's a good place to like deal in, in signed cards. Yeah. That uh, was an interesting, that was an interesting bit of information you gave us. Cause I, I always assumed that the minute it was signed, it was considered damaged by any of the, the, the vendors and dealers and shit. So yeah, exactly. Cause like <clears throat> card kingdom won't take them at all. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of vendors will, will sell them as damaged on TCG. So, yeah. you know, just from my experiences buying and selling, like signed, signed signed uh, cards are generally worth less but 
like the Rush stuff that you were talking about and the Quentin Hoover signatures on things like hymns and things like that, you know, now those are super expensive. And yeah. so, you know, I think there's a time factor to all of this stuff yeah. where like a lot of the artists that are still signing or people that have signed a lot, the value, you know, the, the value bump is not there because mm -hmm. it's not mm -hmm. necessarily special now. But, you know, back when Hoover was signing or Rush was signing, like, pr people probably thought that way, too. So yeah. I can see signatures being something that are increasingly valuable over time. Um, and so, you know, I don't think there's a one definitive right answer on this. It really comes down to, you know, the personal value of the SIGs, circumstances that you get them, and what you intend to do with the cards. Because, like, if you intend to keep them forever and play with them and you want them to be your special altered thing, altered altered collection or signed collection, then those cards are infinitely more valuable than an unsigned one. Yeah. So, you know, it's it, it's very, very subjective, but, you know, for me, I like to get um, certain cards signed myself, and then they're special, and, and if they're already signed when I get them, I'm not as interested. So mm -hmm. that's that's my, my take. What about you, little? Um, I'm, I mean, the thing is that John pretty much said, in regards to value, everything that I feel like uh, signatures, alters, they're all subjective and there's no guarantee people will love them or people will hate them. And um, Jess and I tend to want to get our signatures in person. Um, I just, the point of it to me is to be able to interact with those artists or those people who are involved and make a connection. And so if I'm just buying it arbitrarily signed because I think it might add value. It, it just loses all the luster to me. And, you know, great if, if I just happen to end up with a card like that, then, you know, so be it. But it's not what I seek. Um, and in re uh, regards to, like, an experience we've had, I'd say, <laughs> I mean... We got cards signed from uh, Dan Frazier, and oh, I wouldn't yes. say <laughs> I, a great story. I wouldn't say that it was the signature itself that created the moment. But I think I might be stealing this from Justin, so I'm sorry. No, no, um, tell the story. <laughs> uh, so it was was it Las Vegas? We went to Las Vegas to get um, obviously get some some cards signed, and well, we were there for the Jeep. For we the, were there for the I mean, whatever they call it, yeah. the old school events yeah. and the dark event at Darkside Games and stuff. And so we stopped by, and um, Dan Frazier, so Justin had brought his mom along with us, and she's kind of just, like, hanging by the booth, being a champion, and uh, Dan's getting, you know, he's doing some altars for us and, and doing some signatures, and kind of starts, like, I don't know, buttering us up in a little bit, uh, in, a, in some way or another, I don't know if that's the best way to say it, and <laughs> there's one point where, like, he looks up at Justin and, like, mouths, your mom is cute. <laughs> <laughs> to him, <laughs> I didn't catch that part yeah, of the story. Well, the first oh, yeah. time. Like, like looking through the yeah, like she's looking, like looking at, looking at, his at art some, and shit, yeah, just kind of yeah. like twiddling yeah. her thumbs, waiting for us to be done with this like old dude behind the you know behind the thing. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, so you know, we approach him he a couple even told different her times. Flat out. Oh know? yeah, he. I mean, he there asked, came he, a point. He said something about like. Like you're cute, but but you're really the you're really the like pointed to you said you're yeah. cute pointed to my mom's like but you're really oh the well cute so mom. okay so we had left and we had left and come back for something else and he's like oh great to see you guys back and he points at Justin and he's like eh he looks at me he's like I mean it's nice to see you you're cute and then then he points at her but he's like I've been waiting for you to come back <laughs> and long story short we've been trying to get her to go on a date with Dan Frazier for months now uh, um, about a year yeah. Or just no, to, not you know, a year, like just to give him a little, like, 
you know, a little smooch or something. Yeah, you know? just get, like a kiss on the cheek. Nothing bad. Her husband is already unwillingly unbored. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was our moment or my moment at least, just because it was that's the interaction I'm not necessarily looking for. But that one that was. Well, I, I like. I, I mean, kidding. I I like. I like signatures. I, I like. I think they. I like them when you get them yourself. I think that's. Like, I think we all kind of collectively agree on that idea, right? Like, I think it's more. It's more interesting to like meet the artist, have them sign the card. You know, you when when you play it, you think about, oh, hey, I met that guy. You know, as opposed to just buying it with a signature. Simultaneously, I think that like a gift, um, someone giving you a like uh, Nimi gave um, gave me a. Um, uh, signed uh, or not Nemi sorry Nemo Nemo gave me sign like a signed Mesa Pegasus like a foreign one that that he had come across and you know he knows I collect that card so he you know he gifted me a signed Mesa Pegasus oh, nice. it was like an old Melissa Benson signature from like 95 uh, which is super cool you know so I, that goes into the into the binder if you will but I think that generally I'm I'm more interested in collecting them myself you know these are little pieces of art that I've I stare at all the time so yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool to have have the signature on them and uh, what do you what about you park uh, well I, I have two two experiences I'd love to talk about but before I share those I have either have any of you ever gotten a surprise signature in an order that you've made online like you know you no. play card kingdom or TCG player no but you get I mean a, that's a, a signed card Charlie's uh, story about he ordered he ordered a damaged uh, unlimited Shiv and Dragon off of uh, off of TCG, I think is yep. where it was, and it showed up with a Garfield signature and a Garfield altar that said it had protection from all colors, and it cost like two more to play yeah. or something. That's that's the, that's yeah. the kind of shit that yeah. like yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna crazy. not gonna be upset about stumbling across that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, my signature stories um, related to my early days of Magic. I. Uh, when I was young, I, I, I took a, a trip with my family to Philadelphia around the time I was playing Magic. So this is sometime in the early early to mid-90s. And there was a, I think it was an Origins, um, Origins 97 maybe? Uh, which was, uh, you know, a Magic event. And I, I must have uh, had an opportunity to get a bunch of cards signed from a variety of different artists at that event. Because uh, when I refound my collection... You know, just a couple of years ago, those were some of the only cards I still had. Uh, so I had, uh, you know, um, a bunch of uh, Douglas Schuler signatures on, on you know, a couple singles here and there. And That's cool. So th- that, those hold a lot of special meaning to me, those that sort of remained from my initial childhood mm-hmm. collection. Um, and then also um, the second one, I think, was getting to meet Anson Maddox and, and Brenda at the, um, the Deep Spawners Risk mm-hmm. last year and... Uh, you know, Anson's one of my favorite MTG artists, and you know, Herlin Minotaur being my favorite card, yeah. being able to, uh, you know, talk with him and 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 have his signature on that card meant meant a lot to me. So I, was, I, I've got I've got a good one. Um, my my uh, my childhood friend Kelly McDonald, who I it was at her birthday party where I learned of magic in the in the third grade and first saw Pegasus. And first, yeah, yeah. Just saying. <laughs> But um, her mother was was really good friends with Margaret Oregon Keene, and I grew up in Seattle, so this, you know... um, And anyhow, so uh, when Ice Age came out, there's a card, Spectral Shield, that has a, a, like, a photograph of my friend Kelly McDonald 
that Margaret used as the, you know, she used the negative of that photograph as sort of the basis for the, the piece. And it's like this picture of Kelly, like, with her, Kelly told me that she had to, like, put her hands up on this glass window, and Margaret went on the other side and took this photograph and then used the negative as the, the basis for the card. Oh, wow. And so I, I, you know, I was able to obviously have Margaret sign that card when, you know, at one, at one of the events or whatever. But then the last time Kira and I flew up to Seattle, we went and had... Uh, we went over to Kelly's house and had dinner with her and her husband, and I was able to have her sign the card oh, yeah. as well. So they're signed by you know by Kelly and by Margaret. And every yeah. time I see Margaret, she always asks me what you know what's going on with Kelly. And you know, I mean, this Kelly was we would have been in the fourth grade, I guess, when that photo was taken. And yeah. you know, Kelly's now got like two babies and all that. So that that's kind of a cool like I'm, that's a special card for me. I think. Yeah. Those are great. Thanks for sharing all of those yeah. stories. Yeah, um, I, I got a, I got a couple more. Okay. Um, so actually, I was thinking about uh, interacting with Drew Tucker at Chalice uh, oh, this oh, past yeah. year. Yes. And so, if you listen to the earlier episode about Spike versus Spice, I, I talked about how I played a uh, a Eureka deck and basically didn't know uh, what I was doing and completely blew it to the point where one round I didn't have an opponent, and so it was literally me, just me and Drew, because everybody else was still playing in the tournament and uh and so i talked to him for like an hour and uh through that conversation uh we discovered that he actually started college at southern illinois university which is where um i i grew up around that and it's where my dad teaches so we we really bonded over um experiences in a small town of carbondale illinois which almost nobody knows anything about um so we talked about that and i got him to make me a fun altar of uh repentant blacksmith uh basically cooking a pizza in in, in that <laughs> yeah, oven so like that that's a very special and fun one to me and then the other the other sign card that i have that i really love is a beta wall of swords that nick aiello signed and this came from the very first meetup uh that i ever did with the deep spawners when i first came out park you're the one that told me about that and right. I, I showed up and it happened to be a lot of the guys all there at the same time and nick is just such a, a warm generous person um that i happen to be playing wall of swords uh at that uh meetup because i you know i didn't have many old school cards yet but i liked kind of like the blue white skies um you know deck archetype so i made a version of that but i didn't have moats and so instead i played wall of swords and nick saw that and he gave me a beta wall of swords and uh and signed it so you know that that again you know it's it's all about the personal experiences and the meaning that we attach to these things and so you know whether it's like event cards that are stamped and signed to the point you can barely read them or you know something that your friend signed from your childhood or whatever like that to me is where the where the the intangible you know and immeasurable value comes from um so yeah like that's that's my take on it awesome yeah anything else from the back seat I think we covered everything that I can tell. Yeah, I mean, I uh, at Chalice, they gave everyone a, a beta forest that was stamped, right? Mm-hmm. That when you went to Chalice, that was what, you know, you, you got one of those. And the idea was you could do nothing with it, put it in a deck, or you could have people sign it. And uh, Mox Emerald Scott and I went on a, on a fucking bender to get everyone to <laughs> sign it. And mine got so covered in sick. Like, Adam Mercado, at one point, he, he didn't want to sign it. He wanted to, like fucking like finger paint on the fucking thing so he like put some blue paint and like smudged a little thing with his finger and covered a bunch of it and then people couldn't remember what they you know it was a wild weekend people couldn't remember whether they had signed it or not so they were signing on top of signatures and 
I mean, I think everyone there probably signed it twice. There's <laughs> there's at least four phallic references on the card, maybe more. And covered I had by other covered things. by other things. And then I had to go back to Elliot Davidoff and have him re-stamp the fucking card <laughs> because you couldn't see the chalice stamp. And and he was like, "Well, it takes like a day to dry." And I was maybe slightly intoxicated at this point, so I just I left it outside on that ping pong table. And, you know, thinking, like, I'll come back and get it later tonight. I didn't. And I forgot it out there. And Joe Mars sleeved it and stuck it in my bag, which I had also left in the lobby of the, <laughs> of the place <laughs> full of my stuff. Yeah. And so really when I... out for you. Yeah, when yeah. I found my... When I got my bag the next morning, the card, you know, it had, like, beer on the back of it and, like, dew on the... You know, it, like, it sat out overnight or at least some of the night. And it's probably my favorite magic card at this point. Like, every time... I mean, it looks like a piece of New York, like, subway graffiti. It's fucking just wrecked. It's wrecked. And, you know, it comes out and people are like, what? What is that? You know, I'm like, oh, it's a forest. Like, trust me. You just gotta look yeah. real hard. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Yeah, that, That's my only that other... That's a great moment. What's the, what's the phrase? Can't see the forest because of through, the... Through the woods. Through the, the trees. Because, so, through the trees. Can't, can't see, see the forest, forest through yeah. the cigs? Yeah, can't see yeah. the forest. <laughs> can't see the penises through the cigs, at least. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Well, uh, thanks to everybody who's listening. Um, this is the the first recording we're doing of the day. Yep. Uh, hopefully, we're, a couple more coming to you. Eight minutes from Frank Lloyd Wright's house. Yeah. And uh, if you have a meaningful story to share about signatures or, or something you'd like us to know about, please let us know. We'd love to hear. Um, okay. And so this wraps up another episode of Nerds, Nerds, Nerds in, in Cars, Talking Cars. Talking cars.